Linio Fernandez, it's a pleasure to have you with us here at All Classical Radio in Portland, Oregon. We have been enjoying your first recording, uh, sharing it with our listeners. And now, coming out this week on DECA is your second recording called Bajando. So welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks for, for having me. It's a pleasure being here. <laughs> Tell me why Bach has proven to be so important, not just to Brazilian composer Etro Villalobos, but apparently also to others down through the years. Well, being honest, I think that connection came very strongly via Villalobos, and because Villalobos is the greatest composer that Brazil has seen, who, who really reshaped the culture and altogether. And of course, he influenced all the other composers that came after him. So I think because of that strong connection uh, with Bach, just passed on through all the, the, the next generations, I think it would, it, yeah, it would be a very natural, you know, transition. Yeah. Well, Bach is, is a huge influence on other on musicians and composers all over the place, uh, of course. Um, my first encounter with Ettor Villa-Lobos' music was through the Bachianas Brasileras, which my understanding and interpretation of that is that Villa-Lobos wanted to bring together the structure, like counterpoint of Bach, with Brazilian folk idioms, um, musical styles. Would that be an accurate way to describe those? That's precisely Precisely it. And I think that those other composers took an account on Bach's music via Villa Lobos as well, because naturally they were influenced by him, but then adding a, a, a stronger twist of Brazilian rhythms and, and influences, some, in some cases, that they can see on the album. Like a strong connection from Choro, that's one of our main popular rhythms, together with samba and, and so on. Um, so yeah, it made made a lot of sense for me to compile all of those pieces that were written as a homage to Bach and inspired to Bach in the same way that Villa Lobos wrote the Bachianas. Is there a particular piece by Villa Lobos that stands out as more overtly Bach-like for you, among others? Well, I think the Prelude. The Bachiana number four, the one that I recorded, is very Bachian with uh, the lyricism of it, the structure, and also the sequences that he that he uses a lot. Sometimes, of course, overstretching those <laughs> those sequences and making them very very long and you know giving a different dimension to them. But I think that's a very good account of that. But yes, I think the Bachianas as a whole really show that well. Plinio, take us take us kind of through through the album. The very first piece there, it's we've been talking about Villa Lobos, but it's not Villa Lobos. It's Bachianina, number one, and by Paulino <laughs> Noguera. I hope I got close to that one. 
That's right, that's right. So Bacchianinha, number one. Um, so Paulinho Nogueira was a popular guitarist who was also clearly very influenced by, by Baroque music in general. So he wrote a couple of other things uh, inspired by Bach and inspired by Weiss, who's another Baroque composer who wrote loads for the lute. Yes, I think that piece is the reason why it's the first piece in the album, I think, is because it's one of the sort of national anthem for the Brazilian guitarists, because we is a piece that at, at every Brazilian guitarist play it. If, if you are in an intermediate level or starting to play sort of somehow with a good sound and stuff, that's the piece that everyone learns in the conservatoire. And I haven't seen that being recorded for a major label, unfortunately. Just they're just recordings of Paulinho Nogueira himself playing that, but not uh, and with with a few other Brazilian guitarists, but not a solo version as he wrote that that's so often played. Thank you for introducing it to us. Then, <laughs> if it's uh, if it's yeah, kind of a rarity yeah. among recordings, yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> and then uh, his name shows up again on the second piece there. Yes, so uh, Bacchania number two, which is a, is a sequence coming from from the number one. Sergio Assad, who arranged all of the pieces on the album and composed some of them, uh, so he had the brilliant idea of making a fusion between Bacchania number two and Araponga, which is a choro by uh, Luis Gonzaga, who's one of our main popular composers. So he saw the similarity in uh, tonality, in structure and phrasing of the two, and just paired them together, which I th- thought was a, the result was, was quite was quite wonderful. brought up the name Sergio Assad so before we move on to asking you about the actual Bach piece there which is a that's a kind of a, a big one there but um, Sergio Assad is, is such a big figure in guitar music in classical guitar music and uh, tell me of uh, his importance in your life and your career as well yeah Sergio has always been one of my idols I grew up listening to, to the Assad's really a lot at home big big fan and when I was a teenager I started playing some of his pieces as well and as soon as the opportunity came for me to record the first album which was Saudade uh, the first person who came to mind was Sergio to, to write the arrangements and I was so 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 happy to find out that he had said yes and that he was happy to to join me on that on that journey, and yes, I mean working with him the first time was already phenomenal. It was really wonderful, and it was a very natural transition just to to for him to be on this album too. And so quite a lot of the repertoire in this came from discussion between the two of us, really. And quite a few of uh, the Mario Albanese piece 
I, I didn't know, uh, which is called Jackie Ba, uh, which, you know, long story short, Mario Bonazzi wrote, uh, so he created this style called Jackie Bao, which is nothing more than uh, Bossa Nova in five, <laughs> uh, in 5-4. In and then, so he wrote that Jackie Bach, which is a you know, piece on that style, inspired by Bach. And so a good, a good amount of the, the pieces came from that, including the piece that he wrote for the album, which is uh, the Prelude, Fugue and Vivace, that he wrote to pair with the Prelude, Fugue and Allegro by Bach. So there was... It's wonderful to have them side by side there. And it was, I specifically asked him to write something inspired by Bach, and he did the prelude, inspired in, in his way, certainly his account of that. And then he wrote the prelude and fugue, and I said, well, why not writing a fast movement? So then we can have the two suites side by side. And then he wrote a phenomenal third movement, so very glad with the result. So it's Sergio's... It's Sergio Assad's sort of 21st century answer, in a way, back to Bach. Yes, very much so. Now, but through through the, the composition and the arrangements of, of that as well, the ideas of pairing all of them. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about you for a little bit. Uh, as part of my preparation for the interview, I also watched a video that I, I think you made a little while ago about uh, that you moved to London um, at some point. Are you still living in London? Yes, I'm still here. I've been from 90 years. Yeah. Well, you, you say something interesting in that video. You said that you, you moved to London, you kind of immersed yourself in British culture. Um, the video is also showing you uh, out on the... Uh, maybe in a park or something, uh, kicking a soccer ball around and so forth. But you also mentioned that you were wanting to get back to your Brazilian roots. Uh, so this has been, it, would you call this recording kind of the, the product of that reintroduction or reimmersion into Brazilian culture and roots? I would say so. I would say so. It's a continuation from that feeling of longing, from searching for that identity that, of course, uh, I didn't lose, but of course became less evident in my being, so to speak, through, through being here for such a long time. And and then not jumping straight away into something else, sort of bringing the two universes together, of Brazilian music and European classical traditional music together, to then bring a step ahead on as a continuation from that from the beginning. As opposed to jumping to something completely different, or or just keeping doing the same, so it's sort of a, a, a nice, smooth trans transition to, to the next chapter. Plinio Fernandez, uh, the recording comes out on Friday. Bacheando, uh, do you have do you have any uh, celebrations planned, parties planned with friends or the label on the occasion? Uh, well, I'll be on tour then, <laughs> so I'll certainly make sure that I have. That I have a drink after each of the concerts. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on tour uh, with my friend Sheikh, who kind of amazes, and we have a, a UK tour. And that would be the first day of the tour. So I'm sure I'll celebrate that through making music. 
I love that you guys have collaborated, and I hope hope we can see and hear more of that in the future. I I had the pleasure of interviewing Sheku maybe late last year, I think it was, uh, for one of his solo recordings. And uh, so I just I just hope for more, hope for more between you two guys of uh, music making. Well, we love playing together, so there's quite a few exciting things to come. Well, for now, we are going to uh, be sharing Bacchiando with our listeners here in Portland, Oregon. And Plinio Fernandez, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today and uh, looking forward to sharing this conversation as well with our listeners here at All Classical Radio. Well, thanks so much for the space. It's wonderful to talk to you. And yeah, I can't wait to share the new album with you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.